We've been talking about compassion and the fact that Jesus anticipates the needs of his children. Do you believe that? I do, and stories like the one we've been looking at the last couple of days really affirm that. Uh, he is a God who feels. He feels your pain. He knows your plight, he feels your pain, and he solves your problem. Today, he feels your pain. Uh, growing up as a little boy in the 60s, uh, I was enamored with, the, with Star Trek and the character Spock. Remember Spock? He was the Vulcan who had no feelings. That's what drew us to him. He, was, he had two things. He was brilliant and he had no feelings. And it just seemed so strange to us to watch a guy, and by the way, Leonard Nimoy uh, perfectly was casted for that role as Spock. Because that's not us. We are a feeling kind of a people. And sometimes we wonder, does God feel? And the answer is an unequivocal yes. I remember several years ago, we'd led a uh, young mother to Christ who, uh, after about a year or two of discipling her, uh, she got cancer and she would eventually die. And she fought it valiantly for the period of over a year. And her doctor... Uh, gave her a call one day to give her the, you know, get your house in order verdict. That morning, I was studying and I was reading in Psalm 115 where it says, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto your name we give glory for your mercy and your tr truth's sake. I love that verse. But I was really drawn to the next verse. And I remember thinking, why am I drawn to this? It's so cold. Uh, the next verse says, why do the nations ask, you know, where is your God? Why do they say, where is your God? And then he answers the question, our God is in heaven and he does whatever he pleases. Uh, as I was meditating and even memorizing that verse, I got a call from Molly who told me, Pat, uh, the doctors just informed me that they can do nothing else I needed to just prepare to die. And I said, you know, I'm really sorry to hear that, Molly. I feel so bad for you and we love you and this and that. And she goes, yeah, but my dad, he is furious right now. He, he looked right at me and he said, where is your God now, Molly? Now, I had just read the 115th Psalm, the second verse, where that very question was asked, where is your God? I'll tell you how I replied in just a few moments. Molly's dad was definitely expressing his feelings. His feelings were anger, anger at God. Why would God allow this? Feelings are funny things, aren't they? And not so funny. We don't like the feelings of anger. We don't like the feelings of jealousy. We don't like the feelings of hurt and worry. We don't like the feeling of anxiety uh, or jealousy. And yet, God gave those capacities to you. You feel because God made you to feel. You don't like feeling lonely. You don't like feeling scared in this environment that we're living in. You don't like many of you are broken. Uh, all of these desires we don't want, but we experience. How about God? Does God feel? Yes, he feels. And just as he sees perfectly because he sees our plight, he feels perfectly. He has perfect sorrow, perfect love, perfect jealousy, perfect anger. 
Our jealousy and anger is never perfect. Our love is never perfect, but God's is. He feels with perfection. And because he sees perfectly, he feels perfectly. We've been looking at this miracle, which we've read a couple of times. We won't read it again today, but you'll remember it's the story of the, of the raising of the widow of Nain's adult son. Two crowds coming into Nain, Jesus going in with his happy celebratory crowd, the widow of Nain coming out, her son on an open casket. Very pathetic. Two crowds come together. And Jesus saw it, and we talked about how he sees with perfection. And then the scripture says in, in Luke 7, verse 13, it says, he, when he saw her, he had compassion on her. There's our word. That's what we've been talking about. That's the word used uh, in scripture to mean, it means to be touched inwardly. It means to feel sympathetically. We are talking about Jesus who was touched inwardly, who felt inwardly with great sympathy. And he even says to her, don't weep. In fact, the next verse says he came up and touched the open casket. Now that, and that's the reason why the rest of the verse says the people were just shocked because this great rabbi just made himself unclean or so they thought. Of course, you can't make God unclean. He's holy. And what Jesus touched, he brought to life and he would do this with this young man. But Think about this. He's moved. What did he do when he was moved? Did he just stare at her? I got to keep my six foot distance here and I'll heal. No. He reached out and actually touched the open casket. He did the same thing with a leper who came, with, uh, came to him once in Mark chapter 1, who asked him if he was willing, would he, would he heal him? Jesus said, I am willing and then touched him. He didn't have to. He could have commanded that leper to be healed and he would have. And he'd done things like that. But when Jesus was touched, he often touched. I told you the other day when I was in the store, I, I, I was touched, my heart was touched by this woman who was overwhelmed with anxiety. And I could sense in the moment, she didn't need a word of exhortation. She didn't need a, you know, a strong word. She needed a touch. And so I touched her on the shoulder and prayed for her. In this COVID-19 environment, pandemic, Touching is, you know, off limits. And it'll be fascinating, the studies that will come out of this, because I am a toucher. I love to touch. I love to shake hands. I'm not ashamed to say I love to hug people. Uh, I remember in our church one day, about five members of our family came through, and we all touched, and I, I, I gave them kisses uh, on the cheeks and whatnot. Somebody who didn't know me saw it, and they, they actually went to somebody. They said, what's he kissing everybody for? Well, I, I do kiss family. But I'm a toucher, I really am. Appropriately, but I am a toucher. I'm not ashamed to say that. But what we really need when we're hurting is a God who feels and touches. I remember, it was about three, maybe four weeks after my, my wife died, I'd been sleeping on the couch. And every night after the kids were down, I would kinda, that was my weepy time. I started to cry, it was uncontrollable. I remember sitting up and literally thinking, Nimmers, get a hold of yourself. And I can't explain it, but I remember very distinctly in that moment a sense of God himself reaching down and touching me and saying, I know you're a mess, but I've got a hold of you. 
When Molly, this gal who was dying, called me to tell me that she'd gotten the verdict that she was going to die, and her dad in anger said, where is your God now, Molly? I shared the scripture with her that I had just memorized. And I said to her, Molly, you tell your dad, my God is in heaven, and he does whatever he pleases. Sometimes we have to talk to our feelings because our feelings will get away from us. They'll control us, they'll dominate us, they'll take us down wrong paths. And we need to remind them that the God whose heart goes out to those like us who are hurting will do whatever pleases him in the end. And what pleases God, my friend, should be your greatest pursuit. And when it's your pursuit, it will become your joy. Jesus anticipates the needs of his children. He sees your plight and he feels your pain. Tomorrow, he solves your problem. Have a great day.